Empire, episode whatever number it is. <laughs> I think it's 27. Uh, host Brad Elston, and with me, two guests, Henry Gilbert. Hello. Michael Grimm. Hello. And uh, talking about Ninja Gaiden this episode, mm. as you can tell by that rousing introduction. Yes. Um, truly one of my favorite franchises ever, which is weird in a lot of ways because, well, hmm. When you say Ninja Gaiden now, it means Xbox, or mm-hmm. let's say Ninja Gaiden Sigma for PS3, or most right. notably Ninja Gaiden 2 and 3 on on modern consoles, which neither of which did what Ninja Gaiden did on the NES, like defined mm-hmm. a, a genre. Some, and, and Some kids might even mistake it as a dead or alive spinoff. Yeah, they could. They totally could. <laughs> the fact that that's actually possible makes me sad. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, Ninja Gaiden to me was like I can't overstate 1989 is when the original Ninja Gaiden came out and it was developed concurrently with an arcade version that I did play mm-hmm. uh, totally separate it is does star Ryu Hayabusa but it's a different game completely it's a brawler yeah so it's and, even more different than like the arcade Bionic Commando it's, from Bionic it, Commando. it is a 100% completely different game the NES one though is like Here's a here's a great example of how groundbreaking and like legitimately amazing this game was, especially to an eight slash nine year old that I was. This game has twenty minutes of cutscenes. The NES game has twenty minutes of cutscenes. Like that's that's <laughs> insane. Yeah. Uh, before that word really even existed, it was the cinematic cutscene in Ninja Gaiden, which was in between each level or the oh, the music that brought us in is the game's opening. Like mm-hmm. before you even get to a title screen, there's this cinematic introduction with like crudely animated, you know, like two frames of like legs moving back and forth going and running as that music is playing. But then these static like kind of anime or manga style uh, just Ninjas. art with text underneath. And mm-hmm. it tells a story. And like, yeah, Zelda kind of told a story between the lines and Zelda 2's told a story between the lines. But like this was an overt m- way of like having a video game narrative yeah. at a time when that was not really being tried. PC, I'm not sure. I wasn't as up on that in 1989. Mm-hmm. But like, NES consoles in general, Game Boy Master System, that wasn't happening. Anything outside of an RPG, you were not right, expected to have like yeah, a RPGs, coherent thing. Yeah, that's, RPGs too. So this is like an action platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the other thing that got me about Ninja Gaiden was like this is back when anytime you would make a new platformer, like the, the, the hardware only let you do so many things. You couldn't make a 3D world and navigate it and you couldn't make a realistic simulation of this, that, or whatever or have... An over-the-shoulder shooting angle that made anything seem immersive at all. So it was just everything's a 2D plane. Mm-hmm. But the the amount of innovation that could come from that. Mario, you jump on enemies' heads. Zelda, you need to stab them from an overhead perspective. Or in Zelda 2, you can jump, but like contact with the enemy kills you no matter where you hit them. Castlevania, you need to use weapons and sub-weapons to de- defeat enemies, but you have this programmable arc of a jump that you have to work within, and all this feels different. Ninja Gaiden is... You can run, you can jump, contact with enemy hurts you no matter what. You can't jump mm-hmm. on enemies. Uh, you have to use weapons, but it's a melee weapon and it's close. You have to get rather close. It's not Castlevania mm-hmm. with the whip. You have a lot of sub-weapons that can change the way you approach a lot of situations, like a windmill throwing star or fire wheel. But and- you can also you can also flip up walls. So when you touch the wall, you can feel like a ninja and like with skill, yes. like back forth, back forth, back forth on the D-pad and flip, 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 flip. It's it's like his animation too, just like his running animation where it's like his yeah. hand is on his sword at all times and yeah. he's just like running forward oh, yeah. and it just feels very ninja-y. Yeah. Like you're just... It, it's so dead on and it just feels like a ninja game. And mm-hmm. to that end, ninjas 
when this came out, it was actually kind of a boom as far as ninjas go. <laughs> it was a perfect time. Ninja Turtles were blowing up huge. So mm-hmm. the word ninja in general was, all right, I'm listening. I'm a nine-year-old who loves Ninja Turtles. Tell me more. America was fi- finally ready for ninjutsu. Yeah, That's and cool. then uh, released in uh, Japan. Uh, J- well, uh, in Europe, the ninja had a taboo associated with it for a long time. Huh. So it was called, what, what was it called? Uh, Shadow Warriors. Just like they were called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. That's right. I had no idea. Really? No, I never heard that. Yeah, uh, Ninja was uh, for uh, for I don't remember. I don't know why. I don't know the history of that. If like there's some assassination, bad blood going on in there, or why that happened, mm. but uh, things were changed. Also, Contra was called Probotector, and they were changed to robots. Huh. That's strange. So that happened. Man, they're even more. They were even more whitewashed in our games. Well, like, in different in different ways. We did we did plenty of ruining things. Oh yes, uh, certainly. But um. Yeah, that was so. Yeah, truly memorable experience to me because, uh, like, groundbreaking system and genre defining. Like having this mm-hmm. action game that actually is telling a story, and the fact that I remember the story today, and that there is one, that there's a motivation from level to level why things are happening and where you're going. Mm-hmm. It's like I would totally recommend people play it right now. Like it's yeah. it's an eight bit game that I don't think is really aged poorly at all. I think the graphics are still fine. Like there's something confusing about it. Uh, gameplay is both obvious yet with skill you will become much better and ninja guide one is pretty tough yes oh, yeah. we'll get to two in a minute but one is generally a very difficult game but well, one of the biggest problems is the knockback like yeah when you get hit you do have this defined knockback that mm-hmm. uh enemies can really dog you and birds anything with wings is generally and w- it's classic game game where it's if anything scrolls off stage for a second it instantly respawns it re- the second you scroll back yeah so, and yeah. but you can use that to cheap out the birds sometimes it's and true. be like nope defl- <laughs> beamed out of existence but uh, we'll jump into the first grab of songs here. Uh, the soundtrack is uh, Keiji Yamagishi, uh, just general Tecmo guy, mm-hmm. who then uh, went on to do Winback on N64. Sweet. And then Onimusha Tactics for GBA, huh. music-wise. Uh, BB Hakase, I have no clue. It's one of those names I tried to find anything on. In- the kind that are scrunched down in a... Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I have no idea. But uh, we'll do... Uh, these are Galesburg, Outpost, and Death Valley. So Galesburg is the first stage of Ninja Gaiden, which is like burned into my head forever. As soon as I say it, I can hear it. And uh, the general thing with Ninja Gaiden music, to me, is just the percussion. Mm-hmm. It's always super fast and like borderline prog rocky. Not as far as Castlevania, which is like clearly influenced by bands mm-hmm. of the day. But like Ninja Gaiden is just fast. It's always fast. But then when we come back, I'll talk more about the cutscenes and stuff. But Galesburg, Outpost, and Death Valley... The third song we're going to play makes me anxious just listening to it because I remember, like, the jumps, the enemies, and I'm just, like, even listening to it makes me, like, get antsy. (laughs) Uh, So we'll play those three and be right back.
you not just see like a whole band like just cutting, panning like boop, 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 and the drummer just just going it's like outrun level like the whole band just grooving together yes it's so it's so good it's like some yellow magic orchestra it's just the just, guy with like those octagon like digital yeah, drums yeah yeah <laughs> yeah as far as nes music goes though i you know my nintendo fanboy heart makes me love koji kondo over everyone else i do well i know yeah it's it's iconic it's i totally iconic, agree that yes. koji kondo like nails these themes that are like timeless mm-hmm. and yeah granted the ninja guide music isn't something that you can just play forever but it's there you when but it's you objectively to- better music you hear the total difference between yeah. them like the distinct like complexity of it yeah it was yeah for me of the non-nintendo songs it's like the trio at the top is is ninja gaiden mega man 2 and castlevania like those yeah. are all my favorites absolutely like, yeah but they all like hit a different chord. In, yep. By, uh. Similar yet, yeah, notably different. This game always resonated with me because I remember the very first time I played it, we saw the cutscenes. I think it was six or seven, and mm. I was at a friend's house and we were watching the cutscenes. Like, wow, this is crazy! Like, I'm already into this, and the game hasn't even started yet. Like, how did this ninja die? Who is he? Where did he yeah. come from? Blah blah blah. And that was also the same day I watched Total Recall for the wow. first time. Wow! All right, yeah. good parenting, Dad. You became a, you became a man that day. <laughs> that was the day I became a man. <laughs> so I just wanted to point out, like in those cutscenes, like even the music in the cutscenes, which is all unique. Like most of it is not does not repeat in a level later. Mm-hmm. So like this is the song called "Ryu Meets Irene," mm-hmm. and like this is when uh, you beat the first stage and you get shot. Like the girl, just a girl, get the heck out of here! <laughs> and then she shoots you with a dart and you wake up. And you're like, so you, yeah, you're Ninja Ryu Hayabusa, and you've come to America to avenge your father's death. Uh, you don't know the, the circumstances of his death. You just know that he was killed, and you get a letter, and you're like, I must go to America. I will avenge my father. So that's how that, that what brought us, op- what brought in the whole episode, that bum, 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 bum. That's him, like, angry-eyes ninja, like, I will avenge my father's death. It really reminds me of the journey to Silius, the opening, too. It just has the oh, same kind of, like, yeah. build with the music, and it's like, you have to avenge your father kind yeah. of thing, and then it's... Uh... Journey, oh, we'll get to that someday. <laughs> journey to Silius, everybody. Um, but, yeah, so... Then, uh, so the story slowly escalates. It begins with, I'm going to America to find out, kill my dad. Oh, this lady tranquilized me. She gave me this weird-looking statue, hide it, protect it, and then she left, and now I'm in prison, so you're breaking out of prison, that's the outpost level... And then this is the music playing when you meet her and she's like describing this weird thing she's giving you. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like total Indiana Jones, like adventure, like just like the, the horizon of this game starts expanding almost immediately. And like it's playing this kind of like creepy music. And like even this is just really sets a mood. It's kind of creepy. It's kind of eerie. Mysterious. Very mysterious. so good and you, there's text going back and forth right now and the cutscenes kind of move like yeah, yeah here we come and then the cutscene's over but mm. like it's not just like totally static shots like sometimes their eyes will change or the camera will actually pan a little to the left or right and it just really sells you on yeah. something that in 1989 on your crappy nes yes seemed <laughs> impossible yes yeah i think back at that time like that a most almost no other games use that thing because Pixel heart art is hard, like, and it takes a lot of time. So it was, and you're working with a limited palette on top of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so there was kind of an economy to it. Like you would even in major games, like say Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy, like you'd see an op- or Mega Man, like you'd see an opening pixel image, 
but oh, yeah. they wouldn't. Uh, they'd normally just give it to you like the start of the game, and if you're lucky at the end, yeah, like yeah. something like Mario sleeping yeah, and snoring, right. you'd get a. They'd give you that as a gift, but otherwise they wouldn't. True, they wouldn't take the time to give you more between stages. You yeah. know, and here's yeah. a game that's like built on a lot of that, mm-hmm. and they do do what uh, you know. What a lot of good television shows do, which is the economy of using the same picture of Ryu's face, much like yeah. you know Star Trek will have stock shots of the Enterprise flying, but then mm-hmm. generally almost once every cutscene, there's some unique image that you're like, oh, neat. Yeah. Um, so we'll go into the next gra- grab bag of songs, and this is really difficult to narrow down to six songs from each Ninja Gaiden, like mm-hmm. the entire soundtrack. Yeah. E- everything um, is amazing, um, and. Uh, uh, virtual console, all up for grabs. So That's absolutely right. worth buying in whatever form they exist. Like they're totally mm. worth buying it's today. Instantly fun. You can turn yeah. it on and it's just like, yep, I get this. Yeah. And uh, Ninja Gaiden one, while both actually all, well, not three because they give you continues, but one and two, they're difficult, but with time can be beaten because you have infinite continues. Mm-hmm. So now some of the penalties of continuing are are undesirable because like when you get to the last stage, the, the last, last stage, ugh. the last stage is truly a test of someone's skill and then if you get to the boss and die you start at the beginning of all of and it. it's like a three-stage boss yeah and that stage is really long yeah but sad. when you beat the first stage boss the first stage boss is dead forever hmm. so you can now you it, it may take an hour just to do the last <laughs> stage yeah but it you can totally do it so if you never if you skip ninja gaiden like uh it, it's just a timeless timeless thing to me but moving on to the music which again always has this creepy and sad and kind of just that's something more is hidden under the surface, which is which is what kind of begins here with this. Walter Smith dies. Spoiler: This bearded dude dies. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a cabin. sad, yeah. But it's this sad music, and that's when you realize that it's escalating beyond a revenge story. That there, you got that your father got caught up in something, and now you're being tugged along into it as well, and you're way in over your head. Even mm. though you're very capable, you're a skilled ninja. You're not a rookie. You're still just like I don't what I don't I know I have a magic sword, but like what what is going on? Uh, so we'll do Walter Smith dies, and that leads into Foster's theme, uh, which is we talk to this guy Foster, and that's when you realize that there's this actually who's like what's at stake. That it's actually a global thing. That the CIA and all these other things are trying to find these two statues, and if they come together, they'll release this demon, and they're trying to track it to make sure that doesn't happen. And Walter Smith like was in the Amazon years ago <laughs> and found these ruins and sealed them up, and no one's ever been back. And now they want you to go to the Amazon. To find it. That's one of my favorite scenes though, is that CIA oh. scene because like basically you're abducted and yeah. he's like, You need to help us. And he's like, What if I don't help you? And then it like his face just kind of turns down and his whole face yeah. goes black and he's like, I think you know what that means. Yes. And it's like, whoa. And that's a very subversive thing. Like as yeah. a kid to teach you, like, maybe the CIA is not in my best interest. Like <laughs> right, yeah. are they fighting shadow wars in other countries? Like <laughs> so like that's a very subversive thing in and of itself. Like, don't trust the government. <laughs> maybe maybe they're not what they say they are like that's a really crazy thing to teach a nine-year-old um and it's you're better for it uh you gotta keep your mind open nails of luca fell after that uh again sad creepy and i would say impossibly evocative for an 8-bit song mm. like it really makes me uneasy especially as a kid it has this it's just this tension to it um, and also that's a point when you kind of realize what's at stake. Like, you know that it, you're, you're talking about demons and rel- and relics and ruins. And now the game is just kind of escalating where, and then the boss at that end of that level, of these two demon statues that come to life of demon dogs, like uh, ghostbusters. What are they called? Oh, damn. not, nope. not, go- not, uh, 
What's Nothing. the what's the lady called? Well, the key master and the uh, the keeper Zul. Zul. Yeah. Yeah. Which creeps me out just saying her name, <laughs> Zul. Uh, anyway, only Zool. and then after that is uh, so it's gonna be four songs. Walter Smith dies. Foster's theme. Nails of Lucifer. And then the Basilisk Minefield, which is to me the Ninja Gaiden song. Uh, yeah, one of the best eight bit songs ever. Yep, and uh, gets covered all the time with these ripping guitar shredding melodies. Uh, so we'll do those four songs and be back.
again. I could just see like that song is just made like they knew. Let's just make a song that nerdy cover bands are gonna have to cover. Like it's gonna be in their blood. Like I learned to play guitar to play this song. Yes. Uh, and I wish I could play any instrument because I know if I could, if I had learned to teach myself guitar, anything that would be the song I would have gunned gunned for. Mm. Oh, it's just too good. I was one of the songs too, where it's like everyone I knew growing up to play the game. Like a lot of them wouldn't really necessarily care about the music, but whenever that song came, I'm like, oh, it's that song. That song yeah. rules. And it's like, yep, yep. <laughs> it's great. And I found uh, this dude did a, as I mentioned before, like cover bands. This dude on YouTube. Oh my god. <laughs> He's playing bass and regular guitar, just like overlaid it. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, all I do is like bite my lip and rock my head back and forth. <laughs> and just, the whole Simpsons, no, no, don't stop. And then yes, yes. All you can do is nod and say no. Uh, let's see what else I had. Um, on that note... Uh, also, when I was looking around on YouTube, like just to remind myself how great the music was, it reminded me that this is jumping ahead a bit, but in Super NES released uh, <laughs> the Ninja Gaiden trilogy, which is mm. weird. In okay, so it came out after Mario All Stars, and Mario All Stars famously took Mario One, Two, and Three and Lost Levels and mm. gave them a 16-bit reimagining. Yeah, uh, uh, they changed the music, they cha- but they changed the graphics. Mm-hmm. Uh, just generally gave a presentation to it that made it feel like a collection. Mm-hmm. It also came with Lost Levels, so that was new content. Two Americans. Two Americans. Yeah. Uh, so it was just neat. It was a good package. Ninja Gaiden Trilogy is they literally re-released Ninja Gaiden 1, 2, and 3. No graphical upgrade. Like, the colors mm. are a little di- sharper, maybe, but, like, the graphics are identical. They didn't redraw sprites or get did what, you know, what, what should have been done. Yeah. And what yeah. would... Uh, granted, at that point, the idea of re-releases and remakes, the games industry was still too new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the only one you really had to go against was Mario All-Stars. And but, I know you're going against Nintendo's money and their production values, but mm. it's like, your tech, it's Ninja Gaiden, and Ninja well, Gaiden had a lot of clout, so it was weird that that's what we got. There was another, there actually was another, uh, one other high-profile release that did that, which was Dragon Quest in Japan. Oh, okay. Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3 got Super Famicom remakes oh, with right. fancier graphics. That's what uh, last year for the 25th anniversary of, of Dragon Quest, they re-released uh, the... Super NES versions on a Wii disc okay. in, in Japan. Nice. Won't come out here because it never got localized. Right. But uh, yeah. But we did get Dragon Warrior one, two, and three. Yeah, but the NES versions, not the Super right. NES yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's unfortunate. I still bought it while I was in Japan nice. because because it came with the Crest of Loto, which I was a big fan of. Like, a, huh? I don't know what that is. Uh, the, Tell me about it when we do a Dragon Quest episode. Oh, right? all right. <laughs> uh, but. One of the things they did change in that Ninja Gaiden trilogy was the music. Of all things they they what? messed with, they changed the music. Now, the arrangement was the same. The mm. music, but the execution, <laughs> they used Super NES sound chip to remake the music. So, as if you've listened to the show, we have. I am a huge fan of Super NES music in general. Mm-hmm. And we've said a few disparaging things about the Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. Now, Genesis, I and Grim, to great, to great laughter, has uh, we've had some jabs at the Genesis. But, like, their Genesis, without a doubt, has tons of great music. But it, yeah. it has the ability to be misused very easily. Mm-hmm. This is an example of the Super NES going the exact wrong way. Like, the Super NES oh. has its flaws, too, when it comes to sound. And... 
some of them that don't bother me as much is like the hollow sound or the sampling issue. Like you can, eh, the, a lot of <laughs> weird, a lot of weird things that this Super NES lacks compared to Genesis. Um, but so, so here's an example of like we just listened to the Basilisk Minefield, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the version. It's xylophones. Man. And. Jeez. Sounds like the start of Sukiyaki. (laughs) And listen to that crappy guitar. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it's it's trumpets. The trumpets. The Super NES trumpets. It sucked all the life out of it. Yeah. But then underneath that, I'm still like. But it's like, when I hear this, it's like I can just see the, the color palette changing to a more like pastel Super Nintendo look and the edges getting rounded. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryu has big round eyes now, and it's like... <laughs> yeah, there's no edge to this at all. No. Mm. Uh, also, this one, just the nails of Lucafil that we listened to, this is this is even worse. <laughs> that sounds like a Final Fantasy song. Uh, hang on, hang on. Ugh, the trumpets! The oh, fanfare! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not at all what it's not at all what Ninja Gaiden's about. So everyone who's been, you know, crawling up my butt about complaining about the Genesis music, like there's your clear violation of music from the Super NES that just took what was great and just I just played Streets of Rage for the first time in a while this weekend. And Yuzo Koshiro. When I heard that music, I was like, wow, yeah, I forgot no. how good no. Genesis, Genesis is, music could be. As a tool, Genesis is capable of doing better music, period. Mm-hmm. But it often was not used correctly. And I saw, like, uh, Koshiro gets credit on the start screen of the, at least the American version. It's a music by it's Yuzo too, Koshiro. It's too good. It's notably good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll move that... that Wraps up Ninja Gaiden 1. Uh, moving to Ninja Gaiden 2, which came out a year later, 1990. And uh, let's see. Hiroshi well, Miyaka, whoa, Miyazaki. Uh, Bad News Baseball did Ninja Gaiden 3. Monster Rancher. Tecmo's Deception. So obviously a Tecmo. Tecmo's Deception is rad. Is it? I like I, it. I remember when it came out, I didn't play it. but Very dark game. Yeah. yeah. I That's thought it was weird that it was actually called Tecmo's Deception. It is a very strange <laughs> name. <laughs> and then uh, also, uh, let's see. Shitamachi Kaiji. So I'm sorry. Ninja Gaiden. And all I could find was credited as Ninja Gaiden Trilogy as well. Generally, uh, Ninja Gaiden 2, also fabulous music. Everything about it is good. And it's hard to overstate uh, my excitement for Ninja Gaiden 2 because I was super into Ninja Gaiden 1, totally bought in. And Nintendo Power pushed it really well too. So Mm -hmm. Ninja Gaiden 2 got even bigger treatment from Nintendo Power where it got its own dedicated strategy guide from Nintendo. This was back when Nintendo Power was bi-monthly. So every two months... But then there was this period in 1990 where that, that month where normally in between there would be no issue, mm-hmm. there were dedicated strategy guides, like a full magazine-sized thing about that one game. Do you, yeah. know, do you remember what they were? Well, I remember Dragon Warrior. No, uh, that was a no. separate thing. Dragon oh. Warrior had like two inserts into Nintendo Powers. Okay, then uh, I don't Was Castlevania 2 one of them? No. Okay. Clearly you don't remember this. Sorry. So they had red covers, and it was Ninja Gaiden 2, mm. a dedicated magazine to one game. Mm. Uh when back when Nintendo Power was basically the magazine, mm-hmm. completely about Ninja Gaiden Two, the original Final Fantasy, uh, right. and I read that over and over and over again. Um, Mario Three, Mario Three, I remember the Mario Three one, and then a four players NES satellite propaganda thing with like <laughs> sports on the cover, and I was immediately garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't care, um, but yeah, Ninja Gaiden Two got a huge, huge push. Um, 
But, like, I was, like, Mega Man 2 level obsessed with this game. Like, absolutely enamored with Ninja Gaiden in general. And 2, like, does a lot of gameplay inc- improvements. So, like, you have this ability, uh, let's see. Hang on. It was it was actually, I'd say, the cinematic thing was, was obviously retained. They obviously kept yeah. the cutscenes. They kept all that. I'd say it was actually a little bit better and a little, they were a little smarter about how they would use when they would reuse like stock images and, and create new things or things would animate a little neater or they would have just a little bit more extra polish to that stuff. So it a little bit of a, of a push there, but gameplay wise, like you could now run up the walls, like, like clamber up the walls, clamber, clamber? scamper, scamper, uh, uh, instead of having to like back and forth with the D pad, flip, 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 and be like super precise. You can now just, once you grab onto the wall, you could just hit up and down and, and scale them easily. This mm. is the illusion one too, right? You had the, yeah. And you yeah. had these like illusion shadow ninjas that glue glowed red, like the R type, uh, yeah, <laughs> like the R type option, uh, yeah. gradius <laughs> options, but they was, they would follow behind you and mimic whatever you did. So that was like a really cool, like input replay, input recording thing that it would literally just do whatever you did and you could like stop and it would stop mm-hmm. and you could walk backwards and it would move back and it's just really neat so that was just two really cool things that the game did uh, like gameplay wise but as far as the music goes just as good um, and the songs I want to go into now is the Chaosium Sword which is the opening of Ninja Gaiden 2 which just as Ninja Gaiden 1 that we opened the show with like the opening of Ninja Gaiden 2 it gives me goosebumps because it's a it's a new villain, this a- guy Ashtar, who basically just looks like the crow, or you know, just has a solid like Cobra Commander face with teary things coming out of his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just looks super badass. Like mm. just imagine a Cobra Commander thing with like evil eyes, like but a, a metal sheet for a face, basically. Um, and it's just this creepy music playing while he overlooks Doctor Doom style, standing looking at the mo- looking at the mountains, like. Is all going according to plan, and, <laughs> and so they have this conversation. And it's just really cool. But that opening is awesome, and after that, um, thunderstorm, which is uh, this train level, so it's really, really fast. So it makes you feel really like just tough and smart, and being able to jump around these train tracks. So again, keeping that very fast-paced music, like everything about this music is fast, and then the cutscenes slow down to give you time to breathe, and then you're back in the action. And the music kicks back up again. It's it, really smart that way. And then overdrive, which is this mountain music, which is like you're trying to run around this mountain but the wind is blowing and you can tell by which direction the snow yeah. is moving when there's and there's certain jumps you can't make unless the wind is giving you that boost so that's like another smart gameplay design which is weird because it's like it, with the music and the driving element of it it's constantly pushing you to go forward and yeah. keep moving keep moving so when it's like no you have to stop and look it's like yeah <laughs> yeah uh so we'll do uh chaosium sword thunderstorm overdrive and be back
have a box copy of that now, don't and you? And the first one, yeah. God! <laughs> that irritates me to no end. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden 2 is like one of my favorite games of all time. I The first one I I, I love, but it's like 2 to me is like extra special. Mm. Uh, I couldn't, I, obviously it was too young. It was 1990, so I was 9. It came out early 90s, so I was 9. Not 10 yet, but... Is this one the subtitle where it's Wrath of the... Uh, it's uh, Dark Sword of Chaos. Dark Sword of Chaos, okay. That's the right. third one is the Ancient Ship of Doom, which we'll get ah, to. Ah, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, those... Uh, Ninja Gaiden 2, man. Ninja mm. Gaiden 2. It, definitely one of my favorites of all time. Um, it's also... It's interesting about this one, though, is it's also kind of a weird game in that, like... The first had like mystery men trying to stop a ancient cult from doing something, and it was like okay, <laughs> just like you know Indiana Jones movies or any kind of movie like that invariably leads to a climax where you're like, and ghosts are real, everybody. <laughs> uh, so something like that. Whereas like Ninja Gaiden Two starts with like, here's a evil bad guy Ashtar from another realm who wants to open a gate to demon land and become powerful and take over the world, and it's like <laughs> well, that's way different from just trying to like revive a demon. This right. is like I'm from a demon place, and I'm so right off the bat. There's other realms, yes. so you already have to buy into that, and you're like, wait, what? I always felt like with Ninja Gaiden in general, like the the enemy types are just like thrown in a blender together. Or, it's kind of weird, yeah. yeah. Well, that's actually very what I actually what I wanted to get to. Oh, okay. So you're right. Uh, this one definitely starts pushing that line where now instead of bosses like from Ninja Gaiden one, where the bosses were. A barbarian with a giant blade, mm-hmm. a bomber head, a dude with like a sickle and chain that rules the streets of New York, and you're fighting him. Who knows where? Uh, Bassa Quare, which is I think supposed to be Berserker, but mistranslated. <laughs> right. It's just a dude with two knives and he kunai that he throws around, and then two demon statue dogs that come to life. But whatever, and then after that is Bloody Maul, who turns out to be your dad. But he's got this mad, he's got this hood on, but he looks super menacing, but he's still a guy. Right. And then the final boss is Jockio. Guardia Lemieux, he's a <laughs> Frenchman, um, uh, and then yeah, you fight the demon. But like the demon is alluded to through the whole game, so the only really crazy thing is this demon at the end. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. As far as like video game wackiness goes, this <laughs> one immediately. So then you get to the third boss of Ninja Gaiden. Well, hang on, the first boss of Ninja Gaiden Two is called Dando or something like that. Uh, he's made up of discarded Viking souls that have been mashed into one being. <laughs> and then the second boss is a mutated Spider-Man. Not hyphenated. Mm. A Spider-Man who controls spiders. The third boss is called Funky Dynamite and is a lizard <laughs> that has a jetpack. <laughs> the fourth boss is called Nagasatova and is a dinosaur that has been mutated by chaos magic and is just a floating head with floating hands. So, like... Ninja Gaiden really going out there really far. Yeah. And uh, so... There was no explanation there's for There's no yeah. explanation for any of this. It's like, at least and in, magic! At least in Zelda, like, when they were creating your your final bosses, it'd be like, well, Ganon has magic, and so here's a, here's a dragon. Here's, yeah. a, here's a Triceratops thing or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Vaguely Triceratops thing that eats bombs. Yeah, here's a giant spider, because he'd make a spider giant. Like, that's <laughs> all. I mean, come on. Why Go- would, if you One had of magic, my favorite recurring villains, Goma. Yeah, good old Goma. Goma, old Goma. Even in the the Zelda HDTs of Wii U they showed last year, I got to fiddle with that. Mm. Oh, was yeah. This big spider boss. I remember that. Not present at E3 this year, much to my chagrin. Yeah. But, but yeah, I remember, too, I was thinking that in, uh, you can knock the modern Ninja Gaiden games for many things. Like, there's definitely stuff to get off. But I what I liked about the first one was that, at least from a story and setting and enemy standpoint, like they totally embraced the eight bit game. Like they weren't trying to tell a bigger story. Like 
Now you're on a blimp. Now you're somewhere else. Now you're fighting ninjas. Now you're fighting Cybermen. Now you're fighting a giant red T-Rex. Now yes. you, yeah, it was. I just like that about it that it was so all over the place and disjointed. Like mm, it was like fighting Alma, yeah, and, well. then, and then fighting giant caterpillars, which is what turned me off of the game because I'm like, I don't believe you that a <laughs> S-rank ninja is getting done in by Roly Polies. I'm out. Yeah. To be fair, uh, Ryu does get uh, trapped in the, the the trap door from the first game yeah. where he's just like, I'm going to show you goodbye, click, <laughs> and then doink, and he falls down a hidden trap door in the bad guy's <laughs> yeah. office. Yeah, well, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, the next songs are uh, the Paris Printer, which is this Tower of Laja, which is actually a very cool level leading up to it because it's, um, it's totally dark, mm. and only the lightning lights up the stage, so you can only really wow. jump. The weird thing is you can cheat because if you pause the game, the lightning effect is still going. So you can pause the game mid-jump and be like, no, that's where I go. And then move and correct. Because unlike Castlevania with that program jump, you can actually correct in mid-air your jump. And to mm-hmm. a degree, greater degree than like Mario or I mean, Zelda 2 is probably actually kind of close. But mm-hmm. you, felt like had like those, yeah. you felt like you had control of the character. Um, it was only when you took damage you had that horrible... Yes. Well, same thing in Castlevania. You yeah, get hit the, and you just... Went seven feet backwards. (laughs) Uh, But we'll do Paris Printer, which is super awesome. Fire Cavern, again, just plays up the percussion and the drums. And then the song called Unlimited Movement, (laughs) which is uh, the last last area of Ninja Gaiden 2, which really does have this tone of finality and, like, end-of-the-game epicness to it that I really... And I I hate using the word epic because it's thrown around so much, but, like, it really (laughs) felt, as a kid, like... A game that has this kind of storytelling, and it means a lot to you because the game is bothering to tell you a story and treating you kind So when you play it for a moment, you feel like a little classier, a little smarter, mm-hmm. a little more like an adult because you're not just... I'm not just jumping on heads like Mario. Even though I still like Mario. <laughs> for this brief moment, you feel like you're playing a cool game. You actually mm-hmm. feel like it's... You wish people were watching you play because you're like, man, my friends could see me. I'm playing Ninja Gaiden. This is a cool game. <laughs> Not like Mario, where we all agree we like it. Like, yeah. it's good, but it's just not a cool game. It's kind of like a real movie that the adults like. I don't yeah. want to be like them. If you need me, I'll be watching RoboCop 2, watching this 12-year-old cuss and cut up cops. <laughs> <laughs> Which I saw in the theater with my parents. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Paris Printer, Fire Cavern, Unlimited Movement, back.
they, when the song started, you made that like wavy, <laughs> waving arms motion, and it really does show like how much the '70s and early '80s music like influenced all this 8-bit music that we love so much. Because mm. it's like clearly like disco-y or prog rocky or something like from the '70s or mm. '80s, and that whole thing sounds like a '70s special, like yeah, <laughs> with the the blown out lights that are the like, camera pans around and. It makes a lot of sense because I mean, you know, it is instrumentation. It's all electronic, and it's trying to emulate regular instruments. So it's like, it sort of invertedly ends up sounding like prog bands that had synthesizers yeah. and stuff because those are the only bands that could afford them at the time. Right. The big, those big mega groups. Of <laughs> yes. Dream, <Yeah>. dream theater and, <laughs> um, but like you said, like when they drew this, they drew those notes out with the, like it acts like a violin or some yeah. strings in there, and it's like. I don't expect that out of my game music. So I really think, like, between Mega Man and Ninja Gaiden and Castlevania, well, like you said, those are, like, yeah. the holy trinity of game music. <laughs> like, you will never... Everyone stop trying to make game music because you're not going to top those three. Even if, like, just the, the genius of those arrangements is just too good. Yeah, I was also just thinking about how, like, with this music, it's it's so great in this form. Like, obviously, fine, like... Um, operatic type music like in Final Fantasy or or Dragon Warrior slash Quest like those sounded really good on the NES also but when it went to the Super NES like they were enhanced by being able to be more bombastic and and there are music that really went well into full orchestration in the later generations but But in their most primitive versions they're not the best version like they are with these songs yeah that's a good point. I didn't mm-hmm. think about that. But it does work when you transfer them to like a band gets together and plays this. But then it's like, okay, well, a new Ninja Gaiden game. I don't think the new Ninja Gaiden's ever sampled any of this music. I don't think so either, yeah. Which was weird to me. And I, and I know it's like the, the audience they were going for with Ninja Gaiden with the whole back in black thing of like, mm-hmm. he, you know, and making him a cool badass ninja again. It was kind of like they weren't going after that same audience necessarily. Yeah. To a degree, they were going after that name recognition of like, oh, I remember when I was 10 and I thought that game was really cool. I want to like Ninja Gaiden again. Okay. And that's why I bought it. Yeah. It was about being punishing. Like, they did keep the punishment aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think by the, the prob- second one got pretty bad. The problems with the my in my mind, the problems with the sequels to the first one was that they tried to compromise. Like they tried to be like, oh well, people, some people don't like how hard this is. So let's take a half step. Like no, you can't. Then just don't make this game. Make a different game. Don't make something that's kind of really hard and old school, like the first Xbox Ninja Gaiden, but then have constant respawn points or other like easiness to it you know that, that was my problem with those well it's like god, god of war is a great compromise where it's like here's a mm-hmm. tough game but that's also not gonna just slam your face in the dirt every time yeah ninja gaiden was really about just like saying like nope yeah you missed that one move you didn't block then done yeah it's and down yeah, it super Smack. tough yeah um, but uh it moves us in the ninja gaiden 3 which uh came out in 91 just before the Super NES launched, uh, so I've never played this one. Really? So yeah. it's definitely my least favorite, and I think that's generally the perception of most people. Uh, it's weird because the music in general is not as good. Uh, certainly not bad music, and it has, as you would imagine, because I'm going to play them, like a handful of really good songs anyway. But like generally speaking, uh, well, one, the t- so Super NES was about to come out, so I'm like on cloud nine waiting for the idea of a Super Nintendo. <laughs> what? 
Like dumb friends are talking about Genesis, but they don't yeah. know about well, the at Super the same time, Nintendo. <laughs> around the same time, Sonic the Hedgehog is also blowing up. So mm-hmm. you're getting this idea of like wanting new and cool things, and it's like Ninja Gaiden three. Yeah, I, I don't know. Your don't third know. Ninja Gaiden in two years. My third Ninja Gaiden in three years, yeah. like eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. So right. it's like I don't, I don't know if I want to do this again, mm. even though I played Ninja Gaiden two for God knows how many hours, like just mm-hmm. over and over again. But I'm kind of like. I don't know if I really care enough, and then it's called the Ancient Ship of Doom, and that sounds super boring because boats are boring. And <laughs> it just floats there. Like, like that's yeah, how that's, my that's an eight year old mindset. No, that's right totally. There, yeah. I'm ten. I'm like boat boring, and then I look at the cover, and it looks like Ninja Gaiden one, but his pose isn't as cool as it was in one. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm not into this anymore. Mm. Uh, that is where I learned the phrase goes out with a bang, though, because Nintendo Power mm. said this may be reused last game, but at least Ninja Gaiden goes out with a bang, and I'm like. Oh, I get it. Huh. As where I read that phrase for the first time. I do wonder why <laughs> why wasn't there a Super Ninja Gaiden? Why well, did they I, leave I, it behind? Yeah, I don't know the story of that, but it's like, uh, yeah, we got Ninja Gaiden trilogy, and you you would just assume yeah. that there would have been much like we got Castlevania Four, we got mm-hmm. Link to the Past, we got Super Metroid, we got Contra Final Three, we got Contra Three, we got New Final Fantasies, like all this stuff that were huge hits came over. Mm-hmm. Wizards and Warriors is one that never did. Although by the time I got to three, it was kind of tapering off anyway. Well, same thing happened with Ninja Gaiden. One and two were huge hits, and then three kind of fell off. I think Tecmo in general just kind of like it was a lean years during Super Nintendo. Yeah, it's like that generation wasn't good. Destiny for of the Stars or whatever. It's like they had. I remember seeing Tecmo games, but it was a brand I was very familiar with from Nintendo. But then yeah. Super Nintendo came around, it was just like. Oh, a Tecmo game. Weird. I haven't seen one of those in forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Destiny of the I'm Stars. I'm on the Sunsoft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which, Sunsoft, Batman, everybody. <laughs> Sunsoft is a tons of great music. Uh, but we'll do uh, some songs. I'm, and also they brought Foster back. And yes. This, which I like Foster, but I was just kind of like, I already did stuff with him. Um, and Clancy was a, the main villain. And I'm like... Nope. I'm Clancy. Don't don't like that name. Don't <laughs> yeah. Like as a bad guy. Boat Clancy. <laughs> Boat Clancy. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do. Uh, this is just stage one, stage two, and then stage two two, which is the Lava Field, which is the best song in the game, and it's one of my favorites. It's mm-hmm. the song I would play the game just to get to that point and listen to and be like, Ninja Guide Three is also pretty tough, um, and he also has this weird sample that Ryu says ha 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 every time uh, he swings the sword. Uh. It sounds like he's saying crap. So it sounds like crap, 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 crap. <laughs> Oof. Um, but you actually do get this like extra sword power up that makes your blade bigger. Mm-hmm. So the the damage effect, like the swish, is bigger. <laughs> it's kind of a neat effect. Um, but you also have limited continues, so it's like, uh, well, I got five chances to get this right. So back to the start of the game for you. Um, so we'll do those songs in return.
were the noises you guys were making? Chomp, chomp. And I said chomp, chomp. It was sounding like chomp, a basketball, chomp. just do, 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 oh, do. And yeah. then it was like, whoo, whoo. And I imagine some like sports guy in like an 8-bit game just pumping his fist. Just two-frame animation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a, almost a synth orchestra. But wow, wow. The swan in Mario Paint, if I may. There you go. Yes, that's <laughs> actually wow. good. Um, did I already close it? I may have already closed it. Also the meow. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do. You are falling into a lava pit. So the fact that it starts with is kind of neat because you're like, what? What's happening? And uh, so yeah, that's that's my favorite Ninja Gaiden three song. Um, but also, if if I may for a moment, mm, just you briefly, may. talk about these weird spinoff games from Ninja Gaiden. So I mentioned earlier the arcade, yeah, version, which was. Super weird because it was just a brawler, and it did have one of my favorite moves in a brawler ever, where you do because you didn't have a regular jump. You had this weird cart cartwheel flip, and that was mm. your standard jump. Um, but if you did that and pushed the attack button while you jumped over a dude, you would grab them by the neck and like throw them yeah, and, that and, was, in yeah. one animation. It just looked really cool, and it felt ninja like mm. it. it really, no, that was a great move. They that was one of the moves recreated in in the regular Ninja yes. Gaiden game. Yeah, mm. so that I mean the Xbox Ninja the X, yeah. yeah, and that was I thought really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that also it also has that that game over screen that's kind of infamous now, Ooh. where it's, it's so re- tied down with a buzzsaw flying into his chest, and he's like shaking his head, no, no, put quarters in, little kid. <laughs> you, <laughs> my pa- death will be on your hands. <laughs> Get your parents, no, <laughs> hand it. Uh, love that. And then uh, Ninja Gaiden Shadow on Game Boy, which was going to be I think a Wrath of the. Uh, it was another ninja game that just Tecmo was like, and it's Ninja Gaiden now. Mm-hmm. But it was a pretty fun, like, I, I definitely like Ninja Gaiden Shadow. It's actually much easier and it's totally beatable, but it does have that Basilisk minefield as the level three, so I would play just to get to that point. And I remember mm-hmm. sitting in Dumo in Iowa <laughs> at an air show with my dad, because that's what we did, mm-hmm. and playing Ninja Gaiden Shatter. <laughs> and getting level, getting level three and putting a game up my ear and watching the planes fly around. Well, did you call it Gaiden then, or was it Gaiden? It or? was Gaiden for a long time. I, I called it Gaiden too. It yeah, was Ninja it was. Gaiden for a long time, and then not until like way late, where we like Gaiden, and there were still people like, uh, "It's Gaiden." Yeah, I was like come I, on, I, 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 I assure you, it's Gaiden. I aggressively resisted any Gaiden attempts. I was like, "It's Gaiden. <laughs> You're wrong." Well, same with people like would probably tell you like it's Rue or it's R- Ryu. Yes. Like no, you wouldn't say I Ryu. Like, or, oh, I have a manga here from Japan that I ordered uh, <laughs> via the mail. I know how to speak Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Ryo. Ryo. Ryo Hayobo. Yeah, it was for us. It was uh, Ryu Hebsua. Habsua, because it's like I'm not. I don't have time to read how it's pronounced. It's just H Y B S. Got it. Habsua. I'm nine. Don't ask that much of me. I'm gonna condense this to phonetics. Yeah, Ryu Habsua. Oh, speaking of uh, uh, Ninja Gaiden spinoffy type things too, um, one of my favorite, very underrated DS games was Retro Game Challenge, uh-huh. which was uh, meant to. Make, it had these games that were like fake eight bit games in it. It's really good, and it, it like really took place over four or five years of like game in time. So you start with the very simple 1986 games, and then you'd end up with a much more advanced 1990 1990 games. And so when the final games you unlock in it. 
there was this series called Huggle Man, which right. the first two were weird, this really interesting puzzle thing that didn't seem the to... opening doors. Yeah, and yeah the door that, thing. Yeah. That didn't seem to be referencing anything in I particular. I think it actually is. I think they played the game. I can't remember the name of it, but it is a game with that door mechanic where you okay. go into a thing and come out. It was just one that was never big in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you get the Huggle Man 3, and it's Ninja Gaiden. Like and it's got oh, here's it, the bird knocking you down. Here's the uh, here's the level like his Hoggleman is a robot ninja. So yeah. then they were just like, This is a ninja and it's you're in a dark forest, you're slashing stuff. It actually had touches of Castlevania in there too, but it was mostly Ninja Gaiden. So if you can still find it out there, Retro Game Challenge is really good. It it's is very good. One. Yes. Especially if you grew up in that time period. Like, mm-hmm. the, the fake magazines are, are, like, written just like, I think, well, they got, like, actual games journalists to write From some that of that time. stuff. Yeah. yeah. When it was, like, everything ends on exclamation point. Everything is the best game that you've ever seen. <laughs> and then the reviews come out and it gets a three. <laughs> yeah. No, it what was... happened to this, like, breathless preview from six <laughs> months ago? Now, retro... Oh, wait. I'm seven. I don't have any concept of time. Yeah. Retro Game Challenge was great, too, because it was, it was was made to appeal to Japanese retro fans. So then the localization guys, it was in America. It was all up to them to make it speak to American retro fans too. Totally, they did such a great job with it. And that feeling of that feeling of oh wait what. I was going to say, it's sold very poorly, and you'll never see the sequel in America. And the way that it uh, you know, pandered towards games journalists means that it got really glowing previews oh, and appreciation yeah. from yeah. games journalists everywhere. Yep. <laughs> uh, but it, it really got that like image of two kids sitting in the floor like, what do you want to play next? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that My idea, friend just got this new game. Yeah, That's and you would it. go over to see the new game, and it's like mm-hmm. it, everything was a mystery. There was no internet. Magazines were not plentiful, and it was like, I don't... What? There's a Ninja Turtles game? I've heard there might be. And you have to wait until you <laughs> see it somewhere to ever believe that it actually happened. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, Ninja Gaiden Shadow was a game. And then also Ninja Gaiden for Game Gear is this Oof. really bizarre... Like, I, I actually, I actually like it. And I, I had it, and I, well, I still have it now, but I, I, I mean, I got it back in the day. And it actually is pretty okay. It's, I'd say it's closer to Strider because you can swing the sword very quickly mm. and the slash is bigger. But, like... Sounds like it was more inspired by Shinobi at that point. It kind point. of it. Well, it's definitely not quite like Ninja Gaiden. It's it's a very weird game, and it's has nothing to do with any of the others. And it's actually pretty easy. So, mm-hmm. and I don't remember any music sticking out from it, but um, it was interesting, and it it made me realize like there's this weird circle of inconsistency I was finding on the internet. Like, it would say the Game Gear one didn't come out here. And I was like, oh, well, maybe they mean the Master System one and because there was a Master System game and that also didn't come out here. But I'm like, no, there's, there's a Ninja Gaiden Game Gear game because I have it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I bought it. I got it like a Walmart or something. Like it was definitely here. I would bet the Master System and the Game Gear ones are very similar. Well, they should yeah. be the same. You know, like Sonic, it should be yeah. the same thing. But there, but then there's something weird. Rela- I don't know. I don't even want to get into it. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, the arcade one. But um, We'll do uh, three more songs from Ninja. Well, two more songs from Ninja Gaiden Three, and be right back. This is stage three, two, four, two.
relentless bassline. Which Super NES songs in their bass, man. The bass, the bass guitar, and like every Super the Castlevania 4 alone. Just, oh, <laughs> But uh, that brings us basically to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ninja Gaiden 1, 2, and 3, available on Virtual Console. All very good. Don't bother with the Super NES version. I don't even think it's really available in an easy sense, so nah. just don't play it. Look on YouTube at the horrible music. It's hilarious. But <laughs> the original games are brilliant and some of my favorites of all time, and there will never be a point in my life when I don't want to play Ninja Gaiden that will just never... I feel like playing it right now. Agree. <laughs> and much like just Mega Man, like my natural resting state is playing <laughs> Mega Man or Ninja Gaiden. Like I never... And Castlevania. Those three I never don't want to play. Um, yeah. So... I wanted to close the song, close the show with um, Irene and Ryu that turns into A Long Way to Go, which is basically the ending of Ninja Gaiden 2. And this song, Irene and Ryu, is like them meeting each other. So Irene, Lou, and Ryu, it's very hard to say. <laughs> um, I actually put, I think, in one of the old Games Radar articles, like Best Couples or something. Like I put those two mm-hmm. because they meet under, uh, what is it, confrontational situation where like she shoots him. Mm-hmm. which is kind of a neat role reversal of like you're the badass ninja that gets shot and thrown in a prison cell by a woman and you're like what that's why he's like just a girl get out of here and she's like eat it and that's kind of <laughs> kind of neat but then she does have this you know generally ambivalent or benevolent uh feeling toward him like i want to help you and that's why she gives him the statue and at the end of the first game he gets she gets an order from foster that says kill ryu take the statue and get back which is also a very cool like as a nine, eight, nine-year-old hearing this thing, like, this girl is being ordered to kill me, the main <laughs> character, this is an actual plot that's unfolding. There are characters yeah. here with motivations, and this is, not a, and this, this is not a common thing at all for this time period. And it's also not super convoluted where it's impossible to follow. Like, like Kingdom Hearts. Like what happens with everything now. Um, it, was, it was, she says, to kill him, and she just, no. She just quits, and now you guys watch the sun rise, and it's this really cool moment. Um, and then Ninja Gaiden 2, she gets stabbed and it seems like she's going to die. And you actually see her get stabbed and then you see this animation of the sword dripping blood after it stabbed her in the back. And it makes yeah. this horrible <laughs> noise and you're like, God. And that passed the Nintendo seal of approval. Somehow. Like there's, it's no, no, no ambiguity about it. It's, she got stabbed, run through with a giant demon sword and dripping blood. And he's like, oh, the, the sword laps with glee at her blood and you're my yeah. god it's just super <laughs> weird but then you know so they go through this horrible thing and in Ninja Gaiden 2 she comes back to life magic and then her and Ryu now watch the sun I guess set or rise I think it's a sunset but like it's just the moment where they realize how much they care about each other because they've been through so much mm. and it's just actual cool moment so this song Irene and Ryu is them discussing like I want to stay with you this is a brand new day We've it's over we've done it Jockeo's gone the demon thing is sealed this is a brand new time. And then the song, and then it fades to black and then a long way to go starts, which is the ending of the game. And that it's so awesome. And there's a sound test in the game that I would load up and just put on in the background (laughs) and just listen to while I played with my Ninja Turtles. (laughs) And just the song is so good. So this is uh, basically the whole ending scene of of, uh, Ninja Gaiden 2. So it's Irene and Ryu into a long way to go. And one of my favorite ending musics of all time. Uh, Thank you for listening. VGEmpire.com. All your comments are appreciated and encouraged. It helps me know that anyone cared. <laughs> um, I know the Animal Crossing episode is probably an endurance test to get through, but uh, it was a concept. It's a concept <laughs> episode. Um, but thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, yes, anything? Cape Crisis for Cape Henry? Cape Crisis. Listen to it. 